we're looking at before and after as we're going through the series all this year, before and after, what our life was like before we met Jesus and what our life is like since we met Jesus. How's, how were we before and how are we after? And we haven't looked at our little caterpillar and butterfly in a few weeks, and so let's bring them back in to make sure we understand where we're going. Before, you see the before picture, there's a caterpillar up on a leaf, chewing a leaf, eating leaves, and that's what he does every day, crawling around. But then at some point in time, makes a cocoon, and two weeks later comes out of it, and look what happened. Totally different. A transformation took place. In other words, the word is there, metamorphosis. And that's us, that's me and you. As we're born again, as we're saved, we go through a metamorphosis. In the Bible, in Romans chapter 12 in particular, it uses that word metamorphosis for transformation. And so when we're transformed, we become somebody totally different. We're not who we used to be. That butterfly is never going to be another caterpillar. It'll never go back and say, I wish I was a caterpillar now. I'd like to go back and be like I used to be, eat leaves, crawl on the ground. Butterflies flying around, he's not doing anything like that. He doesn't want to go back. So it is with you and I as Christians, isn't it? We don't, we don't want to go back the way we used to live, the way we used to act, the way we used to talk, those habits, those ways. We don't want to go back to that, do we? We've been through a metamorphosis. We went through the cocoon. We were transformed by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Receiving the Holy Spirit. Turning from sin. Turning to Jesus. Said, I'm turning away from that and I'm following you. I'm going where you want me to go. And so when Jesus came to chapter 7 in Matthew in verse 13, he said this. He said, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. So Jesus says, when you come into my kingdom, the kingdom I'm talking to you about, the kingdom I'm teaching you about, when you get into that kingdom, come in through that narrow gate. For there's another gate you can take. There's a wide gate. There's a broad road out there that you can take, but it's going to lead somewhere different than my road. It's going to lead you to destruction. But he said, many people are going to go that way, but you come in through my gate. And so Jesus simply did this. He presented us a clear way to righteousness, a clear way to holiness, a clear way to heaven. And it's through a narrow gate. It's not a wide gate. It's a narrow gate. And so he says, there's two roads in which we can take life. One's on a narrow gate, goes through a narrow gate. One goes through a wide one. So he says, you want righteousness? You want to live in righteousness? You want to be righteous? You've got to come through the narrow gate. And so it refers to the teaching of Jesus. This narrow gate he's talking about. He said, enter through it. But he says, follow my teachings. I'm going to be teaching you all through your life. I'm going to be showing you how you should live, what you should do, what you should not do, how your attitude should be and all that. And I'm just going to show you my life. And as show, I show you my life, I want you to be like my life. And so it's following the teachings of Jesus, all it is, but it's also the, the obedience to his teachings. You know, we can read all about what Jesus said and what he did and read all about what God said and what he did all the way through the Bible. It's one thing to read it and say, oh, okay, Jesus taught that. But it's another thing to obey it, isn't it? We just sang a song called, uh, what was that a while ago? Trust and obey. (laughs) And so that's what Jesus says too. We're to trust him, but we're to obey him also. So going through that narrow gate, part of it is the teachings of Jesus, listening to them, seeing what he says, but also then to obey him. But then finally, it's also that inner transformation, being born again, being saved, turning from sin, turning to God, saying, Lord, I need the Holy Spirit to come and live in me. 
I repent of my sins. I turn from that life. Uh, there was a before I met Jesus, and then there's that after I met Jesus, and my heart's totally different. I went through a metamorphosis, and therefore I am now in your kingdom, Jesus. And so that's what he's talking about. All of Matthew, Mark, uh, I mean, all of Matthew chapter five, six, and seven is how to live in the kingdom once we get in it. And if we're born again, if we're saved today, we're already in the kingdom of God. We're living in it now. And so he just gives us ways in which we're to live. So if we're going to go through that narrow gate to get into the kingdom, we're going to follow the teaching of Jesus. We're going to obey his teachings. But we're also going to have that inner transformation. We're going to be born again. And the Holy Spirit's going to live in us. So this righteousness that Jesus demands from his followers, you and I that are saved, his believers, his followers, his disciples, does not go through the wide gate and the broad road. He said there's two ways to go. One's going through the narrow gate and the narrow road. One's going through the broad gate and the broad road. He said we make a choice. We go one way or the other. There's no in-between. We can't skip back and forth. We can't try a little bit here and try a little bit here and go back and forth. And as some people call it, riding the fence, you know, riding them. There's no such thing in Christianity as riding the fence. We're either on one road or the other road. We went through a narrow gate or we're living through a broad gate. We're, we're one or the other. We're not in between any of them. We either had a metamorphosis or we didn't. We either went into the cocoon as the caterpillar did and came out the butterfly or we didn't. We're either on one road or the other. So this wide gate and the broad road refers to that disobedience teaching of Jesus. So, so if somebody's on that road, they're looking at the teaching of Jesus says, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that either. No, I'm not going to live like that. Me, mm, that's for somebody else. That's for, you know, you, that's not for me. And so that person's on that broad road. They went through the broad gate, got on the broad road. That's their living life. And they're saying, those teachings of Jesus, they're just not for me. You know, maybe someday, but not right now, because I'm on a different road than what you're on. But it's also a disobedience to the teachings, but it's also this outward righteousness of our own. I'm going to live life my way. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to be a good person. I'm going to do good things. I'm going to be nice to people around me. But as far as what Jesus wants me to do, as far as being saved, born again, mm -mm, not there. I'm going to decide what I want to do, and what I want to do is what's right according to me. may not be according to you, but it's the way I'm going to live. That's just me. But it's also without a transformation of the heart. So this person walking on that broad road that got through the wide gate, he's that he or she or they are living in disobedience to the teaching of Jesus. I'm not going to do what Jesus says. I'm just not going to. I'm going to live life my way, do what I want to do. And I'm not getting saved. I'm not going to have a born-again heart. I'm not going to get a new heart. I'm not going to be living for Jesus. That's the person on the broad way went through the wide gate. So entering through that wide gate, living on that broad road, leads only to destruction. And in the end, it leads to hell. He was very clear, Jesus was, in that verse where he said, that's where you're headed, that's where you're going. So here's end result of that. Sadly, according to Jesus, many enter through the wide gate. And many live on this broad road. And many are destroyed. And many spend eternity in hell. In just a moment, we'll see that few find the narrow road, which simply means this. Throughout history, more people will die and go to hell than will die and go to heaven. 
Fewer people will die and go to heaven than die and go to hell. How do we know that? Jesus said so. Many, he said, will find it. There in verse 13, he said, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. And we'll see in the next verse that few go through the other road. And so this is the way of the world. This is what the world looks like that we look out and see every day where we're going, traveling, watching TV, wherever we get the news. This is the world here. Many of the people of the world are going this direction. They went through a wide gate. They said, we're going to live on the broad road. We're going to live life our way, do what we want to do. And in the end, they don't see it coming yet, but they're going to be destroyed in life. The life's not going to add up to much. And in the end, eventually, they're going to spend eternity in hell unless they turn their lives over to Jesus. So it goes on in verse 14 then and says, But, <laughs> there's another road. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only, there's that word, a few find it. Only a few find this road. Only a few get off that broad road that went through the wide gate. They wanted to live that way. And so a few get off of that and come into my kingdom and get on the other road and go through the small gate. And so entering through the small gate, living on the narrow road, simply leads to life and in the end heaven. Totally different road, totally different direction, two results. And so again, sadly, according to Jesus, only a few find that small gate. Not the majority, not the most, not many, but few. So if we're saved today, if we're born again today, if we're on the narrow road, we are the minority. We are in the minority because only a few find this small gate. Only a few live on the narrow road. Only a few find life. And only a few spend eternity in heaven. Isn't that sad? That's why I say there only, sadly, Jesus says this. That is some sad news this morning, isn't it? That Jesus offers the free gift of life. Come and follow me. Come and accept this gift. I give you life and I give to you life more abundantly. I give you joy. I give you peace. I give you eternity in heaven with me but you need to receive my gift. And most people around the world throughout history are saying, no, I don't want it. I'm going to live life my way. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to follow my dreams. I'm going to go where I want to go. I'm going to think like I want to think. I'm going to act like I want to act and leave me alone. The majority of the people find that kind of life and stay on that kind of life. And so let's look at these four words that we're looking at, narrogate and so forth. <clears throat> What is this narrow gate that he says to enter through? Well, some of your versions of the Bible have the word straight, S-T-R-A-I-T. I I didn't misspell it. I didn't put the G-H in there because it's two different words. There's a word called straight where you draw a straight line. This is the word straight, which means narrow. It means actually restricted access. Sometimes you pull into a parking lot at your favorite store, you know, like Walmart, and As you're easing into that parking spot, you realize this is a little bit tight here. But that's the only one I see, so I'm going to go ahead and get in there. I can get my vehicle in there. Let me look on both sides. Yeah, I'm clearing doors. I'm clearing everything. And then when you try to get out, you know, you're so close to the one next to you that you're easing out the door. You're trying to get out, and you shut the door. It's restricted. Well, that's what Jesus is talking about, this narrow gate. It's restricted access. Only a few can get in anyway because there's certain criteria you got to meet to get in his gate. Turning from sin, born again, 
receiving the Holy Spirit, denying self, taking up the cross daily, following Jesus. That's some restrictions, you see, in order to get in this gate. So it's called the straight gate or restricted access, but it's access. So the teaching of Jesus places restrictions on us as we live in obedience to him. Do you know the Bible says there's some things we don't need to be doing? Did you know that? There's just things that a Christian, a person that goes through this narrow gate, that don't need to be doing. And he just gives us many examples of things. If you're going to live in my kingdom, deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow me, there's just things you don't need to be doing. And so all through his word he says, you know, stop, quit, don't. But you know, there's other things God says, here's some things you need to start doing. Here's some things you need to do to live in obedience to me. You know, start doing this and start doing that. Begin to do these things. And so, therefore, he's saying, if we're going to live in his kingdom and go through the narrow gate to get into his kingdom, there's going to be some restrictions on our life. There's just things we can't do, things we don't need to be involved in, places we don't need to go, things we don't need to participate. You know, as a Christian, we have restrictions. That's why it's called the narrow gate. You mean, I've got, if I come through this narrow gate to get to you, Jesus, I need to quit. Yeah. I need to stop. Mm Mm-hmm. I need to give up. Yeah. See the decision we've got to make? If I've got to follow Jesus and I've got to give up some of these things, I'm not real sure I'm ready yet. That's why that metamorphosis has to take place. That caterpillar knows when it's time to build the cocoon. They know when their life has come to a certain point in life, and they just know, I've got to start making a cocoon. Nobody has to tell them. Nobody has to instruct them. That caterpillar already knows at the time in life it builds the cocoon. And so it is, or is it, with you and I, that we just know it's time to be saved. No, no. <laughs> If it just knows it's time to be saved, if we just know when that time is, we'd get saved, wouldn't we? But we have to make that choice. We have to make that decision. We have to say, I'm tired of this life. I don't want to live like this, act like this, do these things anymore. I want to lay them down. I know it's sin. I know it's wrong. I want to give it all up. God, I willingly received your gift of life. I willingly take you in my life, in my heart and my soul. I willingly <coughs> willingly turn from sin turn to you and receive you as my Lord, my Master, and Savior. And it's a decision we make. But we have to go through the narrow gate to get there. <clears throat> and there's restrictions on our life to get through there. That's why only if you find it. Because the wide gate says it's broad, it's wide open. It's a gateway to a broad road. It, doesn't, it leads to destruction. But we don't want to tell you that, the world says. We just say, anything goes. Come on in. Come on through this gate. You can live like you want to live. You can do what you want to do. And you can act like you want to act. You can be who you want to be. You can follow your dreams. You can just you can have a great time on this road. But you've got to go through this wide gate. But hey, it's wide open. Just come on. A lot of times we hear this phrase throughout science and throughout our culture that marijuana is called a gateway drug. It's called a gateway drug because once a person starts using marijuana, they say, hey, that's pretty good stuff. I want something a little more powerful. I want something that's going to do a little more. I want something that's going to take me on a, a better high and a better journey than this, even though it's pretty good. Isn't there something better? Yeah, here it is. And so it's called a gateway drug because so many times when people start using 
the most simple little thing called marijuana, it's a gateway to other drugs. And yet in America, we've got this obsession with, we got a great idea. Let's legalize marijuana for the whole country. Great idea. No, it's not. <laughs> There's nothing good about that law. A lot of states have already made legal use of marijuana. All you got to do is go to Colorado. Mountains, you know. I mean, you can be on high all the time on a mountain. You don't have to use marijuana. But, you know, there, there you get a double dose, I guess you'd say. But why would we think, let's see, marijuana causes you to make decisions you wouldn't normally make if it wasn't in your system. But it's going to be okay to put it in your system because it's what you want to do. It's going to be legal. And it also, yeah, it can, it can be a gateway drug to other things, but, but maybe it won't so bad if we make it legal. And hold on, wait a minute. The best part is we can sell it in stores and we get tax money, bring it into the state, and, and we've got tax money coming in. Boy, isn't that just wonderful? And so we got so many great reasons we ought to do it, except for the person out there using it. They're on the broad road. They went through the wide gate because they said, wait, anything goes in this road? Yeah, anything you want to do goes in this. I'm, I'm going that way. I want to go that way. And then America says, we want to help you go on that road. Let's just legalize marijuana for everybody and we'll be in good shape. And yet the wide gate says, come on. But they don't show you the last part there that leads to destruction. It's not going to lead you into a better place. Let me show you four reasons. How many bosses in a work, in a workplace, would say to an employee, I like it when you come to work high on drugs. You're a much better employee when you're high on drugs. I wish you would be high on drugs every day. You keep coming to work high on drugs, you're going to, pl you're going to go places in this business. I see you rising up the ladder someday and being successful because you get high on drugs every day. They won't say that. How does the spouse tell their spouse, I just love it when you get high? You're so much. You're a much better spouse when you're high. I wish you'd get high more often. You're just a better spouse. I mean, you, you love me more. You care about me more. You meet my needs so much better. You're just a great spouse when you're high on drugs. No, they don't. <laughs> and then the child. Mom, dad, us children really like it when you're high on drugs. You're a much better parent when you're high. We wish you would get high every day, Mom and Dad, because you're so much better parents. No, they don't say that. <laughs> and then finally, how does it make that person a better Christian? With Jesus saying, you're a much better Christian when you're high on drugs. I love it when you're high. You follow me better. You're more obedient to me. You read my word more. You pray more. You communicate with me more. You're a much better Christian when you're high on drugs. Use them every day. All of those are false statements, aren't they? But see, the Broadway says, oh wait, we don't want you to see that leads to destruction or you won't get on the Broadway to start with. You'd go some other way.
And so there's those four things in there that says, and the nation says, let's make it easier accessible. But it leads to destruction. So now we've got the two gates. One's restricted, one's wide open. Where is it leading? Narrow gates leading, I mean the small gates leading to the narrow road. All right, on the narrow road, here's what you're going to face. It literally means there's going to be trouble there. You mean, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> you almost had me sold that I'd need to go through this narrow gate to get into the narrow road because it's going to be better for my life there. And now you're going to tell me it's trouble? Mm. You're going to tell me it's suffering? <laughs> you're going to tell me it's pressed, hard, life is going to press hard on me? I'm going to find hardships and persecution by going through this narrow gate and onto this narrow road? I don't know. I need to think about this a little bit. But hold on. The narrow road is a hard road to travel with many restrictions along the journey. Because Jesus is saying, here's some things you don't need to do. Here's some things you do need to do. You come through the narrow gate, it's going to be some restrictions on your life. But you come on because it's going to lead to a place called heaven. So on the process of getting through the life that you're on, going through this road, on this road to get into heaven, there's going to be some troubles. There's going to be some people that aren't going to like you and they're going, you're going to suffer as a result, and they're going to press hard on you, and there's going to be persecution. There's going to be people around you that don't want to be your friend anymore, don't want to talk to you anymore, get out of my life, I don't want to be around you anymore because you're a Christian, you, you live a restricted life. I don't, I'm living the broad way, and so there's persecution, there's suffering there, people at work are going to look at you funny, people at school are going to look at you funny, people are going to talk about you, say things about you. They might even do the ultimate act of persecution, and unfriend you from Facebook. I know. It could happen. You could get saved, and some of your friends might unfriend you from Facebook. So I know you really want to think about this thing going through the narrow gate. I get it. Because here's what it looks like. But in the end, Jesus said, it leads to heaven. Here's the broad road. Go through that broad road, uh, broad gate to get on that broad road. <clears throat> spacious there. There's a lot of space because it's a wide open gate. I mean, anybody can come. Just come on as you are. Live like you want to live. Do what you want to do. Act like you want to act. Be who you want to be. Follow your dreams and, hey, it's spacious. It's easy. Uh, anything goes. Just come on. Get on this road. Not only that, but it's agreeable and pleasant. You mean people agree with me? Yeah. People are going to be pleasant toward me? Yeah. And I desire, anyway, to travel this road. So much easier, so much better, so much wide open. I can do anything I want to do. It's going to be so much better for me. So here's our questions. Which road are you traveling today? The broad one or the narrow one? Are you still on that broad road where anything goes? Living like you want to live, doing what you want to do, acting like you want to act, being who you want to be. Are you still on that broad road? In the end, it's going to lead to destruction. In the end, it's going to lead toward hell. Or are you on the narrow road today? Well, it's got some restrictions. There's some things you don't, don't want to do anymore, not needing to do, some things you need to start doing. It's hard to get on there because you've got to turn from sin, turn to God, give up your life for His life, deny self, take up the cross daily, follow Him, Jesus. Are you there today? See, the broad road leads to destruction. Nobody tells you that. Hey, come get on this easy, 
accessible, anything goes road. We'll have a great time in life. That's for me. But they don't share with you, oh, by the way, <laughs> this road's going to lead to destruction of your life. Your life's just going to fall apart. And in the end, you're going to go to hell. In the meantime, though, you're going to have a great time. The narrow road leads to Jesus. There's going to be some restrictions there. There's going to be some things Jesus says, no, need to quit, need to start, change this, here's an attitude, here's, you know, all these things. But it's always going to lead to Jesus. And in the end, it's going to lead to heaven. Which road are we traveling today?